0: Good morning, Backrow Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug.
1: Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We
0: are a Backrow Morning Show exclusively on BackrowRadio.com.
1: On today's show, the worst things we hate about Christians.
0: <laughs> we hate <Again>. about them. <laughs> you, put, you put hate in Oh,
1: there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, the worst things about Christians. We hate all them
0: stinking Christians <laughs> and all their dirty ways. Oh, man. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, today is August 17th. We got a holiday to celebrate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> First of all, let's say it. Welcome back to school, everybody. Yay.
0: Well, I mean, if you're at school, you might just be, welcome back to your den on the computer, everyone.
1: Happy first day of school, (laughs) whatever that looks like, to all of our junior listeners out there. Because I know we have a couple, at least three, whose last name are Oaks. (laughs) So... Um, anyway, it is National I Love My Feet Day, mm. and it's LOVE like MY FEET all DAY. All caps. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is a day to appreciate how valuable our feet are, to <laughs> practice good f- foot care, and to pamper our feet. Our feet are our primary <laughs> mode of transpa- transportation, <laughs> They quietly and faithfully help us stand, swim, run, walk, play sports, jog, skip, and dance. They take us to school and work. Our feet withstand all the things we do in our everyday lives and accomplish things our hands cannot. Taking care of our feet is important for preventing long term problems. Years of wear and tear can be hard on them, as can disease, bad circulation, improperly trimmed toenails, and poorly fitting shoes. Practicing good foot care is easy. Evaluating your feet, no, no, elevating <laughs> your feet when you sit is a relaxing way to help reduce swelling. Stretching, walking, or having a gentle foot massage adds aids circulation a warm foot bath is also helpful make sure your feet are dry before putting on shoes wearing shoes when outside provides your feet with better protection take care of your feet
0: i'm so uncomfortable <laughs> i'm grossed out by feet really yeah i have a, really? I have a problem i don't <laughs> she was lifting her foot threatening to throw it in my face Ugh.
1: Kara Oof. is also grossed out by feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like feet. Mm. I don't mind them. Yeah. I mm-hmm. really don't. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. They're gross.
1: And I actually really like my feet. I take good care of my feet. <laughs> so today is not.
0: There are a lot of people who don't take care of their feet, and they still wear like sandals, sandals and stuff. Sandals, I know. And, like, and it, come on, don't torture the rest of us.
1: <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it gets bad.
0: Like there are some people and I know they they can't help it. This is either how they were born or it happened this way, but like some people have that defect where their middle toe like is lumped over their front toe, their big toe. Like have you seen that? No. Yeah, it's like they it's like it was it was grown that way almost, like it that's how it sits naturally. Okay. And so they'll still wear sandals out. It looks like their toes are, you know, their fingers are crossed, except it's their toes, and they just walk around like that. I'm like, look, I I understand it's wrong of me to judge you and say, look, you can't ever wear any open-toed shoes, but do us a favor. <laughs> wear socks, at least. <laughs> socks and sandals, in your case, I'm all for it.
1: Right? <laughs> I am about to call out my older brother. Yeah? I only have one. One older brother. He, he's about to get a call out. Okay, let's do it. When he was younger, in his teenage years, he thought it was cooler to have smaller feet. And so he would, which, I mean, that goes against everything that teenage boys go for. like.
0: Oh, I get it. The idea of what a Bigfoot for a guy means.
1: I mean, What's I don't know. Not- I really don't know what his thought process <laughs> was behind it. I just know that it was the total opposite of what every other boy thought, and so he decided to go in the opposite direction. That is just very telling of my brother's personality. What everybody I'm else so does, he wants to do mean the opposite. By that.
0: I'm very scared for what 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 you just say. The story. Okay. Right.
1: Anyway, so he would squish his foot into shoes that were way too small for him to the point to where his toes are now deformed because of it. He did not allow his foot to properly grow, and his toes are all, like, scrunched up on top of each other as a 36-year-old man.
0: (laughs) Okay. See, I mean, I guess that was the only logical thing you could have said, but immediately my my ideas were when you said he, he preferred to have small feet Took me to, well, that's not a preference. Did he chop off his toes? Oh, my god! Did he sand down his feet?
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, but you've heard of, like, in China, foot binding?
0: Oh, I have heard of that. Okay,
1: because it's a form of beauty yeah. to have smaller feet yeah. in Chinese culture. And so they will bind Their feet when they're very, very young In order for them to not grow properly So essentially that's what my brother did Throughout his teenage years He just bought shoes that were way too small for him Mm -mm. And his toes Whereas Chris, on the other hand When we first started dating The shoes that he was wearing were two sizes too big And I took them and threw them in the trash And bought him a pair that actually fit
0: There was no reason to tell that part of the story other than to shame your husband.
1: (laughs) He knows it's true. He knows it's true.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Well, during this COVID era, people aren't traveling a lot. In fact, there are some countries that have uh, travel like bans. Like you can't even get on a plane to go anywhere even if you want to. Taiwan continues to cater to the needs of its travel-starved population by offering yet another aviation experience that doesn't actually take you anywhere. I think we talked about this first one uh, back in July where uh, the public was able to check in and board a grounded airplane in Taiwan's Songshan Airport uh, where you got to basically go in, have a flight, watch a movie, eat food there, Pretend like it's some sort of traveling experience just for the getting out of the house of it. That's kind of cool. We talked about that briefly. Yeah. But now another airline in Taiwan is going one step further. They've upgraded the faux travel experience by offering an actual flight to nowhere. Ava Air, one of the biggest carriers in Taiwan, is offering a special journey on August. Well, they've already had it. It happened on August 8th, which was Father's Day in Taiwan to help satisfy its customers' travel itch. The trip would take around three hours, with the flight taking off from Taipei, Taiwan Airport, then circling the skies for three hours before returning to the same airport. The international travel market has been suspended for more than half a year. Uh, Citizens' cries for going abroad is getting stronger. To satisfy travelers' wishes, Ava Air has decided to introduce an alternative travel experience. Uh... Clear Day would be able to take them around several views of Taiwan's attractions. So it would be like they'd be kind of flying low enough to where you can see all the all the area around mm-hmm. you. So it's more of a look out the window type thing. They'd also be serving them a meal uh, on that time and, and uh, just have a good old flying experience just for the fun of it, which why not? If you have the money, it's a Father's Day gift. I'd be down for it. I like flying and I like looking at towns from a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. Taiwan's probably pretty, pretty nice looking from up in the sky. I bet.
1: There ain't no way America's going to let anything like this. Oh, heck no. Yeah. Heck no. (laughs) In an airplane Uh. with other people being served food. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That ain't happening.
0: Recirculated air for no reason. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm.
1: Sorry, Mm -mm 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 -mm
2: -mm
0: -mm -mm -mm. (laughs) guys. Passengers will be flying, or did fly, on the super popular Hello Kitty Dream Jet. It's really just a normal jet, but it's got Hello Kitty painted all over it. Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty. Killy the Kitty (laughs) painted all over it. I don't understand the appeal of Hello Kitty, but it's super popular in those nations over there.
1: In in Asian culture? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs>
0: I almost I almost said Ori rude. I almost said Oriental and that's that's been frowned on lately. Yeah. You notice even like ramen noodles has changed the name of the Oriental flavor? No. Now it's just soy sauce flavor. That's what they call it now.
1: I feel like that would be more offensive. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well it's like the Washington Redskins thing. That has recently happened where they finally changed the name. It's like anytime they go and actually ask actual descendants or people in that community, most of them are like, yeah, we don't care.
1: No, they love it. Yeah. (laughs) They love it.
0: It's not it's not a big cry from the actual tribal councils to, hey, stop saying that.
1: Hey, we need to have a discussion on this. And you know who we need to have like phone a friend in? Hmm. Kevin. Yeah. He's got a lot to say about it. Okay.
0: I have a lot to say about their replacement name.
1: Well, actually I don't most, have
0: I don't have it, a no, that's not no, they're what just are they? they're just the Washington football team. That's oh. their name. There's no mascot. Essentially in this case, Washington is the mascot.
1: <laughs> There's so there
0: was I do have a question. Oh man. One of the options that actually like uh Native Americans in that area Suggested was rename them the Code Talkers. That's still a Native American thing, but it's also celebrating uh, what a lot of the Native Americans communities did to help during World War II. Mm -hmm. Really cool thing. I thought that would have been a great compromise, as it were. Yeah, a
1: nod to American history. And really making people do their research because you got to figure out, well, what does this mean?
0: But they were either just completely against it or they were so afraid that no somehow still eventually that will be known as offensive and I get that and maybe that's why they haven't been able to pick another mascot because they're really having to evaluate 10, 20, 50 years from now is what we pick going to be offensive Which is a weird place to be in, guys.
1: I feel like 10 or 20 years from now, it's not going to be offensive. I
0: don't know.
1: But in like 40 years, it'll probably be offensive again. <laughs> we'll cycle
0: back around. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> everything goes in one big, long cycle. You know? All of it. Everything. Uh, so, it's a weird
0: world we live in.
1: Uh-huh. But what kills me the most is that the people who we were so concerned about offending were not offended by it at all. Yeah. We're actually proud of it and okay with it. Yeah. And yet... Everybody else is so yep. whiny.
0: <laughs> That's America. That's America for you. It's, it's a, a land full of people who glom on to things that are offensive to other people. And they jump in and take the offense themselves, even though the offense isn't against them, so they can feel important. Mm-hmm. And this has happened a lot lately mm-hmm. with a lot of things that are yeah. genuinely offensive. And yeah. <laughs> like there there are I've seen a lot of like okay, I'm having a dance around this to make sure I'm not offensive. The Black Lives Matter movement started and we had the all the protests and whatever and, and it kinda we had the riots that came after that. But for the most part that has subsided at least the genuine people that were coming out there for the genuine right reasons. Mm -hmm. Most of that has subsided at least the violent part and, and the heavy protests, the marches and things. Uh, But there are still like riots and things happening at different parts. And most of them are not black people. And in fact, there are a lot of black people are like, look, we have to stop this Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because it is a bunch of people now who have glommed onto this as something that they can take a stand for to give them some sort of purpose, yeah, they're going too far with it. Oh yeah, to the point that it's actually having a backlash effect, and it's painting anybody who went to these marches for a genuine, uh, actual good cause and good reason, it's painting them all negatively, right? And I feel like that happens a lot. I feel like anybody who's who's in a oppressed situation. Uh, Group of people, or or a genuine offense occurs that needs to be uh, addressed and atoned for. It's a bunch of angry white people <laughs> who really want to want to stand up for something. Who are like, okay, that's my cause now. Yeah. And so you'll have you'll have protests and whatever that are for a certain thing, and it's just a bunch of white people doing all the protesting now, and that's weird. And it seems worse. Mm -hmm. It seems worse to go to a Black Lives Matter protest that's just white people.
1: There's not a single black person.
0: Because why aren't they there? You know? You start asking the question what are these white people doing that the black people won't actually come and you know? Mm -hmm. There's gotta be a reason.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's true.
0: And so the the more instances like this, like with the Redskins things that we see, it really is mostly White people who have some sort of guilt yeah. that are that are leading these charges. And most people who are, quote, unquote, the oppressed people in the situation, like, yeah, whatever. Black Lives Matter, no. But yeah. Redskins thing, absolutely. Yeah, Almost every single poll, every single report, every single time, they'll find one person. Like, if there's ever a situation where it is a negative thing, where someone's complaining about it, it's like an interview with a person. Oh, yeah. It's Always. never like the group thing. All the group things are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's football team. We like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, we don't have a problem. Yep. It's not like they're. It's not like it's a joke. They 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 want to win, so we want them to win. Right. You know, it's it's an honor. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Weird times. We yeah. started talking about airplanes, and this Listen, is what happens. I this feel like the, we've done this. This is the nature of a morning show. Two weeks in <laughs> a row now. Two
1: weeks. So.
0: Can't ever tell which way we're going.
1: We just have an outline. You know, when we first started it was a script.
0: That's true, and we realized we never we weren't gonna skip to the script anyway. Yeah. So why make one? It's an outline. <laughs> Keep it here, cause critical hit with Hector Mira is coming up next. And when we come back, toys that will kill you.
1: Stick around. <laughs>
3: Hey everybody, welcome to Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So, my video game choice of late has been Paper Mario on the Nintendo Switch. I know I've played some Paper Marios, but like, I'm not die-hard Paper Mario. But I bought it for my kids, thinking they would enjoy it. And it's a little more hardcore and difficult and challenging than my kids expected, so I've been playing it. And it's a little more hardcore, difficult and challenging than I expected, but I'm still having a ball with it. One of my favorite aspects of it, it's a silly thing, but one of Mario's main moves is just to throw wads of confetti in the air. And honestly, on days when I'm struggling or discouraged or frustrated, just walking around as a little Mario and throwing confetti is pretty flippin' joyous. But one of the things about the confetti is, is it's actually useful when there are holes in the ground, or structures, or buildings, or necessary items. If you throw the confetti onto the holes, it actually covers over the holes. But when it covers over the holes, It doesn't just like fall through or disguise them. It doesn't hide the hole. It actually repairs the damage. So when Mario has an area he needs to go into or an item he needs to use and it's been damaged, he covers it with confetti and it's restored to the place it needs to be. And that really reminded me of the verse of 1 Peter 4.8 that says, Above all else, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And like Mario throws confetti, we need to throw love. Because when we actually throw love out into our circumstances, it covers over them. But the thing is, we often think of the term of covering over things as a way of hiding, as a way of ignoring, but the reality is, just like in Paper Mario, when we cover sins and struggles and frustrations with love it's not that we're trying to conceal them or hide them it's that we're actually bringing what is the only thing that can repair them is that the love we have and the love of god actually covers over a multitude of sins not that it conceals them but it repairs them and bob goff stated in one of his books he said throw kindness around like confetti so I want to encourage you when you run up on a situation that's frustrating or discouraging or you're just in a place where you've had enough throw love like confetti and watch God do the work Faith and Fandom is a ministry of outreach and encouragement to geek culture you can connect with us at Faith and Fandom Finding God in Geek Culture on Facebook we have several books of geeky Bible studies and devotionals. Book seven just dropped and is the perfect place for you to start in the series. A metric ton of memes and have multiple podcasts, including Love Thy Nerds, Pull This Podcast, which I co-host. I'm Hector Mirai, and that's your favorite.
0: welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on back Row Radio.com. I'm Matt, and I'm Mo, and we'd normally have five random facts, but I forgot to make them. So. so we're gonna... Not do that. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we're gonna dive into our discussion for this segment, and uh, we're gonna talk about some dangerous toys. Toys, uh, toys are fun, you know. By definition, that's what they exist to be—fun. But sometimes they can be deadly. Yeah. So, or at let's least talk dangerous. <laughs> uh, first on this list, we got the Hannah Montana Pop Star Card Game. Okay. You might think, how could that be dangerous? Well, I'll tell you. Hannah Montana was a hit Disney TV show about a young girl who was by day just a normal student, but at night was secretly a world famous rock star. So it should come as a shock that in 2007 it was discovered the Hannah Montana Pop Star card game contained more than 75 times the legal limit of lead allowed in a product.
2: Dang!
0: Lead is highly poisonous, and the human body has a hard time breaking it down. Oddly, The authorities could not demand a recall of the product due to a technicality, as the lead was found to be in the vinyl coating of the cards and not in the paint itself, something that was not against U.S. regulations at Uh the time.
1: Sounds about right.
0: (laughs) So if you have a kid, which I had a kid that did this, who likes to chew on your cards, well, 75 times the legal limit of lead.
1: How's that make you so feel? So
0: much lead. Like, I feel like <laughs> Superman could not see these cards, is what I'm saying. That's how much lead there was coating these cards.
1: You know?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. We've got hoverboards, which, first of all, can I just say, I hate that they call them hoverboards.
1: Because they don't They're hover. not
0: hoverboards. We all know what the hoverboard is, and we should be reserving that name for when we actually get to create it. We should not call these weird two-wheeled things hoverboards.
1: Says a back row, fu- back row future. Back, back to the future. Back row future. <laughs> back to the future fan. That's
0: the new name of our show. I
1: will say. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to back s- to
0: the row future.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Let's face it. The hoverboard was a crazy thing that never quite took off, despite all the hype. You still see a random kid in the neighborhood every now and then, just rolling down the sidewalk on it, but... Does that kid ever really look like he's having fun? No. Uh, A lot of people started to wonder what was so wrong about walking that it needed to be replaced with such a dangerous and awkward device. Especially when a good quality hoverboard can cost you in excess of $200. The worst is yet to come. Segway has now introduced an electric hover shoe called the Ninebot Drift. That'd be weird.
1: That would be weird. Rolling shoes. But the problem with these. I mean, they're like Heelys.
0: Except they're electric.
1: On steroids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Heelys were dangerous too, but if you could get them, they were really fun. Yeah. I bought Deidre as a grown woman some Heelys uh, before. Because she, she mentioned somewhere offhand that she had always wanted those when mm-hmm. she was a kid. And I immediately went to the internet and bought her a birthday present and hid those things. But they had, they had adult Heelys. And she got them and she loved them. Mm-hmm. She wore them all the time. Mm-hmm. Rolling around town all the time. Well Stores I remember everywhere. rolling
1: around the church and rolling all. around
0: the church yeah and uh then she got pregnant and she's like, maybe I shouldn't wear these while I'm pregnant <laughs> but anyway, those hoverboards would uh explode randomly that's what made them dangerous yeah just a random explosion every now and then mm-hmm. not a little one either a big big explosion big fire a lot of fires, a lot of houses burned down because of these things so probably not smart
2: mm.
0: still for sale though I mean, if you're going to get one, get an expensive one. Because there are cheaper ones coming out now, knockoff mm-hmm. ones, $50 hoverboards. You know go that go thing's going to burn your house down.
1: See, I say go with middle of the barrel. <laughs> like, 150 that's a pretty good price for a hoverboard. You think so? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see here. We got the... Vicious flying fairies known as sky dancers. You oh remember those?
1: Yes, I do. Things
0: where you pull the little ripcord yep. and they shoot up into the sky and their arms and wings or whatever mm-hmm. open up and they spin around. Well, I mean, that's great until one of those hits your kid in the eye mm-hmm. or the tooth. Those things were nice and sharp. They were essentially knives spinning in the air because they true. were thin, pointy wings zooming so fast that it looked like a solid circle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You hit an eye, you lose an eye. I yep. mean, that's, that's the end of your eye. It's gone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that kind of... It, it, it hardly created a magical childhood memory. Let's just put it that way. Uh, okay, so these, I completely see how this is dangerous. Tightrope practicing, practicing kits, slack lines. I mean, we've all seen the videos, guys. Especially guys. Especially guys. We've all seen the videos. <laughs> if your foot's slipping and that thing just whipping up like a giant rubber band into your most sensitive of places <laughs> my kid Eli kicked me uh, like solidly right in the berries the other day and it was so rough <laughs> cuz he doesn't know what that feels like yet that hasn't happened to him yet and you know he's not a uh, he hasn't hit teenage years yet so Still, kind of protected from that, mm-hmm. and so he didn't know. Uh, we were playing a game, we were roughhousing, and I had both of his arms, and so he just went, "What, bam!" and I fell to the floor, and desperately tried not to cry, and I <laughs> and the noise that you make when you get hit in that area, like squarely. It's, it's an ungodly noise.
1: <laughs> so two stories are, I don't remember which one. I want to say it was Topher, yeah. but one of our boys did the same to Chris. Yeah. And I remember his first thought process after, you know, kind of coming back to life was when can I do that to him? <laughs> when am I going to be able to get revenge? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I brought Eli in. Cause I mean, you know, both of them have like hit me there before, but this yeah. was the first time it was like a hundred yard punt yeah. kind of situation. So I pulled him aside while I was coming out of it as well. I said, so you don't understand this yet, but you will understand that that is the most painful thing you can do to a, to a guy. And I said, You're 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 young. You, you you haven't developed in a way yet that that that's gonna happen to you yet? He goes, Yeah, but it might happen when I'm older. Oh, it's gonna happen when you're like <laughs> give it five years. Kate, yeah. <laughs> and then then it's really gonna hurt. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, it's probably gonna hurt a lot more though when I'm when I'm older. I said, Oh no. Once it can hurt, it'll hurt that way every time. Every time. time. <laughs> it'll always be the worst thing you experience every time so that being said slack line having a giant rubber band slap that area with that force i mean y'all be dead y'all don't
1: need to be tightrope walking
0: did you have another story or was that the whole thing
1: yeah so you ready for this one so i was about eight and i was taking karate
0: (laughs) already i enjoy this
1: Um, and my uncle, my mom's younger brother, who is very much a jokester, Mm -hmm. very, very, very much, uh, just like the best all around uncle that you can have. Hmm. Um, we went for, I don't remember a holiday in the summer sometime and he's giving me a hard time. Hey Meg, let me see, let me see your karate moves. Come on, let me see your karate. Show me what you got. Show Uncle Jay what you got. Let me see what you got. And just like would not stop. (laughs) And I kept telling him, Uncle Jeff, karate is used for self-defense. I don't just get to go around doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it.
0: You're a good student.
1: I was a good student, (laughs) right? And he would not shut up.
0: We learn karate, so we never have to use karate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: he would not stop pestering me about it and I looked at my mom and I was like mom please tell him to stop and she was like there is no stopping him I've lived with him my entire life and in that moment right as he said come on show me what you got I turned around bam
0: Punched him? him? No, kicked him. You're making the punch motion. So I was like, oh my gosh. I can't really move my feet.
1: (laughs) Square on, he fell to the ground in tears. And I looked at him and said, don't ask me to show you anything again.
0: That's what I got. That's what I got, Uncle. Cry, Uncle. Next time you step to me. My gracious.
1: Yep. So he still tells this story. Still tells that story to this day. That is yeah. fantastic. Yep. I don't love ever it. ask a kid who's in karate what they got. Because you don't want to know what they got.
0: <laughs> oh, that reminds me of uh, King of the Hill, where somebody, t- somebody taught Bobby that the easiest way to escape a dangerous situation is to kick. Whoever's threatening you in the crotch. Mm-hmm. And so he would say, he would yell out, I don't know you, and kick you in the crotch. And so he was carrying his mom's purse at some point, and someone tried to steal it. And he goes, That's my purse. I don't know you. hi ha!" Right in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did it to a woman, and nothing happened. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I uh King of the here. Hill. That was a good show. It was that a, was good a dang good show. Mm-hmm. That was that was Beavis and Butthead for yeah. people who weren't willing to go to MTV yeah. to get there. A Beavis <laughs> and Butthead for the oversaved. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Judge. It was good. Uh, all right. So we talked about Heelys. Uh, these were a little different. These were the Jets rear wheeled roller skates with real sparks. These were roller skates that had spark pads on them that would shoot out sparks as you were rolling down the road, which obviously is a fire hazard.
1: Well, yeah. shoot
0: fire, far, uh, sparks, farts, He's shooting, shooting farts, farts. farts, shooting sparks out. Um, <laughs> like even if you at the park or whatever, you could light a weed on fire by accident and burn the whole area down. Um, but only in New Mexico. Only in New Mexico. <laughs> Where we're already near combustible at any given point. But the other issue of it was, is that because of the spark pads, it was the most irritating, screeching sound. You're you're going, you're skating along and you just hear.
1: I remember. These. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, for the first time ever, that was not me. <laughs> Having to apologize.
0: You remember these though?
1: I do. Yeah. I do. And I can remember thinking those don't look very fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another one here and you you tell me what you think might be the problem. Okay. A CSI fingerprint examination kit. What do you think it'd be the problem there?
1: I don't know. I have no idea. You ever watch C S I? Yeah.
0: How do they how do they dust for fingerprints?
1: I don't know what it is.
0: They get like a little powder, right? A little black powder. Right. I don't know. I'm it saying on. I don't know you don't what, know what it is. Yeah. Sure. You don't have to. The okay. fact is, it's a black powder. Black powder in a kid's toy that you can easily breathe in. Yeah, or yeah. eat. Or eat, yeah. What could possibly be dangerous about such a harmless and educational toy? Well, uh, well, uh, despite that it it is responsible enough to have a choking hazard warning sticker on the toy. It contains both many small parts and this powder full of high levels of tremolite, uh, which is a type of asbestos Oh that can cause cancer and some very nasty dis- disabling chest diseases.
1: Well, lovely.
0: <laughs> the product was hurriedly recalled, and the manufacturer went bankrupt over the whole fiasco. I mean... <laughs> If you're making a toy of any kind, you have to make it with the assumption that it will end up in the child's mouth at some point. Yeah. You just have to make that assumption.
1: Absolutely. Whether it's
0: designed for that or not, whether you put a warning label on it or not, that's going to happen. So, come on, guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking of that, oh, Nickelodeon's Frozen Treats Slime Kit.
1: Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. What?
0: What was Nickelodeon thinking when they endorsed the frozen treats slime kit that makes realistic-looking ice cream that could be served up in snow cones to play with and enjoy, though not eaten? And though the packaging clearly warns the product contains harmful chemicals, is not real food, and is not to be eaten, they then go and add to the fake ice cream such enticing scents like mint chocolate and berry smoothie. What six-year-old, or adult for that matter, is not going to be tempted to take a bite and unwittingly risk a trip to the local hospital? At least Play-Doh is smart enough to make all their stuff non-toxic. Yeah. Like, you could eat Play-Doh, and it won't kill you.
1: It ain't gonna taste good. It ain't
0: gonna taste good. It tastes pretty salty, actually. I've eaten Play-Doh before. <laughs> I have as
1: well. But here's the thing. I'm, like, I'm looking at this... As a mother of a nine-year-old girl who loves slime, it is like her addiction. Um, And I don't think that I have ever once read the box to see that it says, you know, unsafe for edible consumption. (laughs) But with slime, I haven't had to because we've just known, okay, you don't eat slime. But if it's packaged in this way, I think that even I would automatically assume. A slime? A slime frozen <laughs> treats.
0: Yeah. So you would you think it would be, a, be edible an slime. edible slime. Yeah. Which does exist. There is edible slime. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's just not. I a, would
1: 100% think that it was okay for her to eat.
0: Smart move at all. And then
1: be rushing my <laughs> nine year old to the emergency room.
0: Uh now here's one that I've brought up before in the past the snack time cabbage patch kid remember that Mm-mm. it's one that it would come with these little like sticks that was represented real food like there would be like a little line of peas or a line of carrots or whatever Kay. carrot sticks carrot celery sticks whatever little fake things and you put them in the mouth and it would, like, slowly eat them. It would just, like, nom, 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 nom And the little stick would travel into the mouth. And it would come out back of the head in, like, this little backpack that it had on. So you wouldn't see it, like, exit the, exit the back of the head. But you wouldn't lose the thing forever. The problem was is that that eating thing was an automatic response to something being put in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so anytime a little girl's hair accidentally fell into the mouth at some point, which happened so often... It would not stop eating. And there was no way to pull it out. Really? You couldn't just like slide it back out. It was like right, pulling and pulling and pulling it. And so a lot of little girls had mangled haircuts because their hair accidentally fell into the mouth of their snack time cabbage patch kid.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's...
0: It's frightening. Can you imagine being like a six-year-old in that situation? Mom,
1: can I play with my baby dolls? Yeah, put your hair up in a ponytail first. (laughs) Yeah. It's eating me. That's like the thing. I'm not the snack. Right? That's the thing horror movies are made of. Right?
0: (laughs) It was a massive recall. Uh, It would also happen to like Children's Fingers, too. Yeah, and like that would be a painful thing because you would have to try and pull it out, right? Uh, because that's essentially what the size of the little edible things were—about the size of a kid's finger. And so there was a mass recall, and all five hundred thousand plus customers who had bought this toy got a full refund. Mm. And I cannot imagine that that was a uh, a good year, good sales year for Cabbage Patch.
1: Uh, probably not. Ooh, yep, rough. Mm.
0: It was rough. Let's see here. What else we got? Candy cigarettes. I mean, of course. <laughs>
1: well, duh.
0: <laughs> uh, clankers. Okay. Now, you remember oh my clackers, gosh. right? Yeah. Clackers are the things with the plastic things where there's yes. a ball on either end of a plastic mm-hmm. uh, thing that swings around, and you, your goal is to knock them into each other to where you can do it back and forth, where it goes clack, 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 clack. Right. But most of the time, you just swing it, and it's, they just kind of spin around together, and it's really hard to get to that point where they're clack, 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 clack. Right. Well, before that version, there were clankers. Clankers were popular in the 1970s, and they were simply two acrylic balls attached to a heavy piece of string. And the goal was still the same thing. But because they weren't statically in place like with the cl- clackers with the you know the plastic mm-hmm. deal that that leads up to the ball and connects it to the base. Because they were just swinging around, they were essentially a mace. <laughs> you would swing them around. They were a weapon. They yeah. were a literal weapon. <laughs> Uh, They would also start to, the balls would also start to shatter after repeated impacts. Wow. Uh, And once that started happening, schools across the U.S. started to ban the toy, fearing that students were going to get injured. And then by 1976, the U.S. government had classified them as mechanical hazards, which ended their career as a fun toy, but gave rise to clackers, which were fun. Yeah. I enjoy clackers. I want to find, I bet, I think the only place you can even find clackers now are like Dollar Tree. Yeah. Places like that. Yeah. But that's okay. I can't imagine they cost more than that to make, right?
1: Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that kind of business stuff. um You know, when we hear our parents say that they survived like their childhood, mm-hmm. I mean, we really need to pay them a little more oh, credit for than real, what we yeah. do. <laughs> Your toys
0: were designed to kill them,
1: right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, when we were children, we had things like moon boots. The, those, uh, I know Nickelodeon came out with mm-hmm. them. They were essentially mini trampolines for your feet. Yeah. Uh, wanting to feel like walking on the moon where you could effortlessly bounce along due to low gravity, but you couldn't afford the billions to get there. Well, 1970s, one toy manufacturer came up with the answer, moon boots. These, in effect, were footwear with mini trampolines. Sadly, apart from uh, from that, they resulted in many broken ankles. They were constructed... Uh, With multiple metal springs that could pierce through the sole of a shoe, causing the wearer's foot to be painfully impaled. Mm -hmm. Not surprisingly, they proved very unpopular. Uh, (laughs) They are not to be confused with the more recent rubber band powered moon shoe or the air kicks anti-gravity running boots, neither of which worked particularly well either. But they did have that comeback. In the 90s with Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon decided, hey, let's give this another try. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use springs with theirs. They used elastic, really tight elastic, if I recall correctly. There might have been a spring somewhere in it, but it wasn't fully springs like trampolines are. You know, okay. that's an, essentially how they were originally. And so I don't think they ever had any impalings with Nickelodeon's version. But they definitely did have broken ankles because okay. it's just one bad landing. Yeah. You can't correct yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not rounded. It's a solid like edge yeah. on that bottom. So if you don't land correctly flat on that thing, and see they had that show guts, you remember guts on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon? I do. The original versions of those had races.
1: In those boots. In those boots. Wow.
0: And I remember watching them thinking and, and like they were jumping over things in the race. Mm-hmm. Not quite hurdles, but things of that nature yeah. to give it that feel. I'm like this is a bad idea. <laughs> That's how one slip to a broken this? ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that well, didn't continue on, I don't believe.
1: There's also like a new aerobics shoe that's out. Like you can take aerobics classes where you wear these things that have like a, I don't know how to explain it anyway, but they have a springboard almost really? on the bottom of the shoe. And so you're dancing, you're doing your aerobics on these springs yeah. and it's it's designed for lower impact I got you know you. okay and i told we so saw, it's really for
0: landing it's not for right jumping right gotcha so we
1: i saw one of these videos last week sometime and i told chris i was like well that that's a broken ankle waiting to happen <laughs> and he's like well actually if you look at them the boot in this case is up higher up above the ankle so, like ah, snowboard boots. Yeah,
0: okay. So, so they're like protect against that.
1: Well, it protects your ankle. It's designed to break your shin. Fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> You take a fall, you're breaking your shin, not your ankle. But, but I but feel like that, I
0: feel like that'd be harder to do. Yeah. Though.
1: Well, and apparently your shin is easier to repair mm. and heal yeah. than your ankle. So I mean, it's better, I but, guess. But
0: <laughs> One of the worst pains a human being can endure is getting a shin bone cracked in half. So, you got that going for you.
1: There was, <laughs> oh man, there was a football player last year that had happened. Oh, to. I saw
0: that video. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just like oh, replaying it in my head. Ew. And yeah. And it's
1: just, lo- ew. Yeah. Gross.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh all right next to last here we've got anything with a small lithium battery yeah which a lot of kids toys had for a really long time i have noticed just in the last couple years that a lot of toys are moving back to using double a's yeah uh even though it takes up a lot more space yeah because kids have been somehow getting to these batteries which it's not hard and swallowing them Mm -hmm. and then almost dying or some dying i mean it's a ridiculous effect that these things have on a kid Mm -hmm. Uh, it can it can burn through your esophagus Mm -hmm. it can burn through your lungs it is such a powerfully corrosive battery that it will just eat through all of your organs and it has to be surgically removed It's so dangerous. And and there was a period of time where I I remember that and then I forgot what it was and I thought it was magnets for a little while. For some reason I convinced myself that it was, that happened if you swallowed a magnet. Okay. And I remember I saw like a little magnet fall out of the back of one of those fridge magnet Uh like letters. Yeah. And and Johnny had it, like was just holding it and I thought he was going to put it in his mouth and I like leapt up and slapped it out of his hand. And then I'm thinking... Why do so many kids' things have magnets? And I started really panicking. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's not magnets. But for a minute, for a good 10 minutes, I was panicking. I'm like, why do we have so many magnets for these kids? <laughs> uh, this is just goes waiting the to whole happen.
1: house, throwing all the magnet stuff
0: away. <laughs> Rip every letter off. You can learn to spell another way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, batteries. So don't, 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 just don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Last up, and this was another thing that our parents lived through. Lawn darts. Oh, yeah. The original lawn darts, which were actually like darts. You just, giant darts, 12 inches. you would just hurl across the yard and hopefully not into your brother's chest. As he ran by and you didn't know he was coming. Because that's what happened. A lot. A lot of people. A lot of people just got impaled by these giant essentially arrows at this point. I mean, they're... <laughs> so lawn darts are around now.
1: But they're plastic. But
0: they're they're both plastic and they're weighted on the front right. with a blunt thing, not an actual pointy thing. So they're more like... With a
1: dull end, not a blunt end. What did I say? With a blu- With a blunt thing, not a pointy end. Blunt and pointy are the same thing. No. Yes. No. Really? It's either blunt or dull. I'm going to feel dumb if I'm wrong.
0: No. Having a worn down edge or point not sharp.
1: I was wrong. (laughs) My apologies. But. (laughs) Sorry.
0: uh, Oh, yeah. Similar. Dull. Unsharpened. Um, But that's not what I meant either, actually. I mean, a flat... Wide and
1: yeah, it's more rounded, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, it's it's
0: like a it's like a ball or even like a weight. Yeah, at the end, uh, it's not a. Now you could still knock someone out with one. Oh yeah. If you hit them in the head, but you're not going to impale their spleen, mm-hmm. so that's a win.
1: Listen, I got to tell you though, book. like you said, you launch one of these things across the yard and hope you don't hit one of your siblings. I mean, I grew up with three brothers, and I think I would have. <laughs> purposely hit at least one of them.
0: The game we played was Dodge the Darts.
1: <laughs> Can you survive? <laughs> hey, so I have a um I have a surprise dangerous toy. Bring it. Okay. As soon as you announced that this is what we were talking about, I immediately went back to when my brother, my second to youngest brother was a toddler, and around Christmas time he got one of those like Fisher-Price plastic books, interactive books. It's all, the whole thing is plastic, like hard plastic. You open it up and you can press a button and it sings a song, you go to the next page. Okay, so it's like all computerized, interactive, but along the side where the hinges that it opens is just big enough to where as a little toddler's hand is holding that book and they open that page, it pinches their hand and their finger every single time every time my it was my brother's favorite toy that year he would sit for hours and read but he would set it on his lap and every time he would turn that page it would pinch his little leg, oh. and he would cry and scream and Man. i i know this little book here oh, remember yeah. those okay
0: so we have a similar book to that now but the the thing is like Solid now. Yeah. Like it can't. There's no opening. Right. Or anything.
1: Yeah. They've yeah. they've put a safety net. Yeah. On the which thing. is good, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I
0: mean, they heard they heard your brother's cries. Mm, my poor little brother. <laughs> 1994.
1: I guess he would have been two. Yep. Oh, I can still remember, and he would have just these little raised Ouch. welts all across his little legs. That's not fun. Yep. So uh, there's another dangerous right. toy. Well,
0: there's all our dangerous memories, guys. <laughs> just be. Well, I can't say be happy now because a lot of these were from now or yeah. recently. So, right. just don't trust anything. Don't trust anything. Live in a bubble. I'll we'll be happier. What you can learn from this <laughs> is don't buy your kids toys.
1: They're dangerous.
0: Make corn husk dolls.
1: They prefer
0: the boxes anyway. <laughs> uh, keep it here, because not another Baptist. Stu- uh, nope, not another Bible study. That's the other thing they do. Not <laughs> another Bible study with Kyle and Matt is coming up next.
1: And when we come back, two more things Christians do that we hate. Stick around.
4: 4, 20 and 21 in the CSB says he did not waver in unbelief at God's promise, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able to do. You see, as a dad, there was a time we had caught, well, a few times, that we had caught one of the girls in a lie. The evidence was stacked against her. It was an open and shut case, and yet she tearfully said, I didn't do it. I promise. But she did. Now, I'm certain there's been a time where someone broke a promise they made to you. And there's probably been a time that you broke a promise with someone else, but not God. Our God keeps his promises, just as we can see with Abraham and Sarah. God made a promise with them that Abraham would be the father of many nations, despite Sarah's womb being barren. And both were nearly as old as dirt. Romans 4 tells us that Abraham did not waver in believing that promise because of his faith, it was credited to him for righteousness. But that's also true for us. That same righteousness will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. The same Jesus whose resurrection we celebrated on Easter and we can celebrate 365 days a year also promises to return again. And in these difficult days, do not labor, rest in the promises of God, and until our Lord comes back, may we tell all who will hear the greatest promise of all, and it's two words, Jesus saves. You can find my new book, They Devoted Themselves, What Churches in the 21st Century Can Learn from the Church in the 1st Century, at Amazon.com, in paperback, and for free on Kindle Unlimited.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And this is part three of what is going to be a four-part series. Mo and I are sharing some aspects of Christian culture that absolutely annoy us or even, you know, downright offensive right now we may do this uh in a light-hearted tone this isn't just a gripe session certainly not just a hate on our fellow christians at its heart our challenge here is for all of us to do better because in fact many of us have done or many of us many of these things are things that we have been guilty of at some point ourselves so we've already covered a lot last monday and tuesday a lot of Heavy topics that we tried to be funny with at the same time, but we also got heated a few times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are tough, man. It's tough when things aren't the way they should be, and we really want them to be that way. So, here we go. So, we got two more things today. Mo, you can kick off our first one.
1: Okay, so I really didn't know how to word this one without sounding absolutely terrible, so just bear with me. But (laughs) scripture out of context, I kind of want to say is no longer scripture, but... I I feel like that's wrong to say, but it cannot be applied to your life however you see fit. Mm. So basically, if you're taking a portion of scripture without reading the whole context, without reading the story, the parable behind it, whatever, the entire message for what it is there for, and you just take a portion and you apply it to your life, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's just not possible.
0: You mean when... When I go to the gym and I see I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me on the wall. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean I can
1: lift five hundred pounds 500 over your
0: head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That <laughs> Squat is exactly two
0: thousand pounds. I can't do that.
1: Or or moreover, you know, <laughs> you can't um have an improper relationship with someone and then say, but I can do all things that Christ gives me strength to do. You might have the strength, but my friend that is not Christ in you.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Let's see. That is
1: probably one of my, my biggest, Oh, just people improperly using scripture to validate decisions within their life.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Let's pull some of these out. Um, Okay. So we got Romans 8, 28, which is a a verse that we all know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Right. And a lot of people take that as meaning. Every bad thing that happens, God's going to work it out for me. But they're not thinking of the part that says, for those who love him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't put that in the full thing with just reading one more verse, Romans 8, 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to his image of his son. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying that if, <laughs> if you... Are actually committed to this and actually committed to becoming more and more like Christ. If you're actually following the plans that God has for you, that's when he can take the stuff from your past and work it for good. It's not just a gimme because you walk into the doors of a church. Mm-hmm. You have to be putting the work in yourself as Absolutely, well. Obedience and discipleship are joined at the hip. <laughs> so there's just one example. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. All right. For it is uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. And a lot of people use that as an excuse to, uh, I don't really need to do anything. I am saved. I don't need to work. Very next verse. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm -hmm. These two verses kind of seem to be at odds, but they're not. It's because they go hand in hand.
1: They work that's the context. together.
0: It's saying that there are good works that you should be doing, and God has prepared you to do good works. Good works should be a part of your character. They're not the thing that saves you.
1: Right. It is your not what you do that right. saves you.
0: No. It's what but you do But because you response, are
1: saved, yeah. <laughs> you then serve Jesus, and right. you do and should do these what things. is considered quote unquote good works. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Aye, aye.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's just. There's a lot.
1: It drives me crazy. And then getting into these arguments with people when they say things and you're like, yeah, but.
0: (laughs) And see, that is the problem with a lot of online arguments. Yeah. Because it's always one verse. Mm -hmm. Any argument that you have, you throw one verse out. Yeah. And the problem is you can't combat that. Mm-hmm. you can't say we'll read this entire chapter I, we're arguing i don't have time to sit and read an entire chapter exactly <laughs> yeah you can't post a wall of text online in an argument because mm-hmm. no one will read it
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah okay well my thing unless you have anything else to add no to that. no okay go ahead um oh let me add we were talking about philippians 1 thir- uh, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. The mm-hmm. verse before that is, "I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want." Mm-hmm. So the other thing is using that verse to say, you know,
1: regardless I can of make what, this.
0: yeah, God's gonna, God's gonna make it. We're gonna, uh-huh. we're gonna do good. It's gonna be great. Regardless of what things. my
1: situation looks like, yeah, I'm going to be able to make it through. Because God is strengthening me. Right. Because it's through His power that right. I'm going to make it right. through.
0: That's what we're really supposed to be saying here. Oh, is that geez, people. good or bad? <laughs> good or bad? We can make it through. Yep. Not. I can fly. No, you
1: can't. <laughs> Man, see. And we wonder why our kids jump off roofs the no. way they do.
0: <laughs> um, so I do want to bring up one more, and it's going to lead me into the discussion that I'm going to bring up. Okay. And so one of the verses that you uh, that that is often taken out of context is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, probably outside of "Judge not, lest you be judged." Probably the the number one taken out of context verse. Mm-hmm. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future, which is great, on its own. Then Jeremiah twenty nine twelve and thirteen says. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. In fact, the entire book of Jeremiah chapter 29, or the whole book really, leading up to chapter 29, is about Israel's disobedience and God's punishment. Uh-huh. In fact, chapter 29 is written to the exiles in Babylon, yes. slaves that were being basically let to deal with their own consequences mm-hmm. in disobedience. The promise of chapter 29 is for restoration, following judgment, understanding that discipline will bring obedience. So then we get to my thing. And my thing is that there are people who are so against people taking scripture out of context that they go too far the other direction. Mm -hmm. And so you will see a lot of people on the other end of the spectrum who say things like, Jeremiah 29, 11 is not about you. Ah! So, and I'll admit, I leapt to that point mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. I got, found myself in that camp really, really quickly at one point in my life. And it's only been in the last couple years that I've come to realize, no, of course it is. Of course it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, the, they, they want to make the case now that there are, there's a lot in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, that only applies to these people and then can only be applied to these people. And the way God interacts with these people can only be applied to these people. And while there may be a case to be made in very few instances of that, you cannot look at the entirety of Jeremiah, especially in chapter 29, and say that's not about us. That isn't a specific story about something that happened a specific way through a specific group of people. But that is what the entire Bible is
2: hmm every
0: everything that happens in the bible is happening to a specific group of people and just like jesus taught with stories and parables the bible itself is stories and parables to teach us yeah and so when we go so far as to say that jeremiah 29 11 is not about us we're doing a disservice the better thing to do is to explain what jeremiah 29 11 is actually about which is what we were trying to do just a second ago. Right. It's about the balance between discipline and obedience and how they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It's about a God who loves us, who has been chasing us for our entire lives, not giving up on us, but sometimes letting us experience the consequences of our actions so we will realize how much we need him
2: mm-hmm. all the more mm-hmm.
0: to be put in this babylonian exile you know the israelites time and time again were, were protected and provided for by god and time and time again they complained about it and straight up abandoned him
2: mm-hmm.
0: over and over and over it didn't matter how many miraculous signs or savings that they had they would still complain or forget about him or worship a golden calf mm-hmm. or all this kind of stuff. All yeah. this stuff would happen constantly.
1: Want to go back?
0: Yeah. Let's go back to Egypt. At least we could eat there.
1: Yeah. All
0: kinds of craziness.
1: We'll be slaves again.
0: For generations this went on. Yeah. God's chosen people. And so finally, he said, okay, you're going to go into exile for a bit. Mm-hmm. This is what you wanted and this is what has come to fruition because of what you wanted. And so I'm going to let you live in your captivity, live in your consequences. And he said. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Those are my plans. Those aren't your plans right now. Mm -hmm. Those are the plans I have for you. But if you don't want to follow them, that's your choice. Yeah. Not a live however you want. And eventually, I'll just, you know.
1: Regardless of what happens, I'll make it prosperous for you.
0: That's not what it's saying at all. Those two next verses. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me when I find you. It's talking. The whole thing is talking about how you're going to be in exile for a while and you're going to realize how much you needed me. Mm -hmm. You're going to realize how much you want me to be the God that I am in your life. Mm -hmm. And then he says, when you finally realize that. And you call out for me. I'm not gonna be hidden from you. When you seek me with your heart, you will find me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a. I'm. It's not. A, it's not about punishing me. Them. It's not about hiding from them. It's not about anything like that. It's about. I'm here when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You make the choices you need to make. You make the mistakes you need to make, and I'm willing to bet you'll realize. You needed me all along. Mm-hmm. And when you come back to me, I have some great things prepared for you. That's yeah. all it is. So when you look at the story at its heart of what it is, of course, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is about us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about them and it's about us. It's about the story that happened then. And it is absolutely about how we live our lives now. God chases us. God wants the best for us. He has plans for us. But he's not going to force them on us. Mm -hmm. He's there. He's ready. He wants you to chase after him. He wants you to seek after him, to pray to him, to come with him, to come at him with all of your heart. But if you don't do that, that is your will. That's your free will. Mm -hmm. But if you do, man, he's got stuff planned for you to do. He's got a great legacy to set forth with your life. And so when we're worried about taking scripture out of context, be careful not to go too far the opposite direction as well. Mm -hmm. As in all things, there's a happy middle. And that middle is usually where the truth lies.
1: Be the middle.
0: (laughs) I think we get too caught up in a black and white idea. Oh, yeah. That it's always black or white. And we get that kind of from scripture, I think. We get that idea of, you're either hot or you're cold. If you're yeah. warm, I'll spit you out of your mouth. Yes. And they translate that as it applies to all things and how we look at everything. Mm-hmm. It's either all or nothing, and that's not how the real world works. Yeah. One of the discussions we're going to need to have in a little while is how not all sin is sin for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are things that are sin in your life that is not sin in my life. Mm-hmm. But that's difficult for anybody to wrap their hand around. No. Absolutely. There's black and white. There's sin and there's no sin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a much deeper conversation Mm -hmm. and for really good reason. And for a reason that really points to the love that God has for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll have that in the future. I'm sure. Cause that'll be fun. I'd love Uh, to. It's a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, a little more hopeful of this one. This one last, last two days that we did this, it felt rough. It was, Oh,
1: Oh, I thought it was fun. Come on guys.
0: Well, it it was fun pointing fingers
1: because uh. the fingers are never Ooh. pointed at us
0: but this one ended on a kind of hopeful yeah. probably should have saved this for last but I don't
1: know yeah <laughs> that would have been wise but hey who writes uh, the scripts There it is not me
0: uh, they just appear <laughs> keep it here because we'll be back in a bit just share something that we love
1: we'll also share the verse of the day and send you on your way stick around
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But
1: first, I want to share with you something that I love. And to all you who are not Clovis, New Mexico people, I'm sorry. You do not get to ever enjoy (laughs) what I am about to share. But we have a tiny little coffee shop here in town called Java Loft. Mm, Yeah. Now we have a Starbucks and we also have another locally owned coffee shop that I also really love called Blackwater. We have two Starbucks now. We have two Starbucks. Um, But Java Loft has been around as long as I've been here.
0: It's been, uh, I feel like we're coming up on a couple decades. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's closer to my home than the other places. And. I have been very absent-minded recently and forgot to buy coffee (laughs) every time I've gone grocery shopping. So I've purposely had to go and get a cup of coffee in the morning from Java Loft. And it took three days of going through this drive-thru before those girls knew who I was.
0: (laughs) And what you wanted. And what I
1: wanted. (laughs) And it is the best Hands down, the best brewed coffee in all of Clovis that we it's really have. really
0: good. Everything they do, actually, is is much higher quality than you would expect. I agree. And, uh, like, I don't drink a whole lot of coffee, but uh, every now and then I, I like you know, just, a, you know, a warm beverage of mm-hmm. some kind. They make steamers with just, it's like warm milk mm-hmm. with the flavors. Yeah. They make this caramel steamer it's better than any like hot chocolate or anything you would ever drink it is the best like heartwarming drink I guess yeah. you know whatever you yeah. know the thing that you want to drink in front of a fire in yeah. the winter or something it's like that that kind of vibe mm-hmm. it is so dang good mm-hmm. Ugh, they do it great I've I, never I've never had a bad order from Java. Oh, me either. Not, not a one. Me
1: either. They do a really great London Fog, mm-hmm. which... Deidre loves their London Fog. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I do, too. That's what actually got me hooked on London Fogs, and then I went to Starbucks and tried to get one, and it was awful.
0: Horrific. It
1: was terrible. <laughs> so bad. Were y'all with us when we were in Austin for Joey and Julie's wedding, and we went to the Starbucks downtown, and it was Deidre, myself, and Samantha, we all tried to get a London Fog from that Starbucks downtown in Austin.
0: I don't think I was with you. I think I was at the most Oh, you thing. probably were. We were at the, the quote yeah. unquote bachelor party.
1: OK. Yeah, that's the first time that the three of us, we were all like so excited. And then instantly let down. <laughs> we all just kind of looked at each other and we like, this is not Job aloft. This is awful. It's terrible. Starbucks so, is the worst. That's my something that I love. Not Starbucks. <laughs> Job aloft. Clovis, New Mexico. <laughs> all
0: right. Let's close out our show with the Bible verse for the day. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Thank you for joining us. There's a the Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Mo and I bring you the Morning Side Hug most of the week. And Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday.
1: Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to BackRowBaptist.com.
0: If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps. And catch up with our new Monday through Wednesday shows.
1: And we've been saying it, but don't forget, we've got some big changes coming in the works in just a few weeks so get ready and get excited more details to come I won't be giving them because I can't speak
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the show we'll be back tomorrow we hope you will too once again I'm Matt and I'm Mo remember that Jesus loves you
1: and he will hit you like a lawn dart to the heart
0: and if you see us around we love a side hug.
1: bye bye